Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome to another edition of Locked on Giants, a podcast talking about the New York football giants. I am your host, Art Stapleton, beat writer and columnist for the record here in New Jersey. The record is part of Gannett, New Jersey and the USA Today Sports Network. It is Thursday, August 18th. Giants finished up practice today in advance of Saturday's preseason game number two against the Buffalo Bills and Rex Ryan up in Buffalo. They'll have a speed practice is what Ben McAdoo, head coach, declared for Friday. Uh, And then they'll travel up to Buffalo and get ready to play the game on Saturday. Uh, Ben McAdoo told us today Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. will make their preseason debut. Neither played against the Dolphins last Friday. Uh, Manning talked to reporters and he told us that he's anxious and eager to get on the field and get hit, uh, which is kind of unique for a quarterback to talk about getting hit. Uh, But when a guy has started 194 games in a row, the longest current streak in the NFL. Uh, he wants to get out there in the preseason and get some of the cobwebs out. He's looked outstanding in training camp. Uh, has been very precise with his passes. He's thrown two interceptions since the start of training camp. Uh, one on the first pass he threw in team drills uh, to linebacker Devon Kennard. And then earlier this week, he was picked off by Janoris Jenkins. Uh, in a uh, pass that was caught up in the wind, Sterling Shepard actually had Jenkins beat uh, on a fly pattern down the left sideline, and the wind held the ball up, and Jenkins had an easy pick uh, for number two against Eli Manning. You know, I got a question on Twitter about the Giants' offensive line, a sore spot uh, for this team the last couple of years, and the fan base is still up in arms about the right side specifically, veteran John Jerry at right guard and veteran Marshall Newhouse at right tackle. Uh, the Giants toyed in the offseason with free agents uh, regarding who could come in and replace or at least compete to replace Marshall Newhouse at right tackle. Donald Penn ended up going to the Raiders. Russell Okung uh did not come here specifically. Uh, He was not interested in playing right tackle. Uh, That also affects Eric Flowers, a second-year first-round pick out of Miami that the Giants are confident can develop into a franchise left tackle. Uh, So that'll be interesting to watch for the Giants. But to the question of why optimistic why be optimistic about the Giants' offensive line? Uh, and I think it starts right in the middle. 
I, I think at center with Weston Richburg, a second-round pick. Think about the one-two punch Jerry Reese was able to acquire for all his flaws in the draft in 2012 and 2013. The fact that in the same draft, the Giants were able to get Odell Beckham Jr. in the first round and Weston Richburg in the second round uh, says a lot for talent uh, in the early part of the draft. And Giants have actually done well in the first two rounds the last couple of years to get impact players. Uh, net, this year, I believe you'll see a leap by Eric Flowers and by second-round pick safety Landon Collins. Uh, but on that offensive line, it starts with Richburg. I think he is a top three center in the league. I think, you know, Cowboys center Travis Frederick is obviously up there. Alex Mack uh, is there. Uh, Mike Pouncey is right there. And I think those three and Richburg are probably the four best centers in football uh, and ascending players. I think at left guard, the Giants have an ascending player in Justin Pugh. Uh, started his career out at right tackle, uh, and then has kind of become a do-everything. He moved to guard last year, but also filled in at left tackle when Flowers went out uh, for a game. Uh, he also played right tackle at the end of the season. Uh, and I think Pugh is a player who, a year from now, the Giants are going to have to make a decision now rather than later because I believe he will outplay uh, his contract for his fifth-year option next year, uh, and I think they'd be wise to negotiate now, which Jerry Reese has acknowledged that they've talked about internally, uh, and I believe Justin Pugh will end up getting a, a long-term contract extension with the Giants to remain uh, one of their keystone, their cornerstone and key players up front offensively. That brings us to Flowers. Eric Flowers last year was thrown right into the fire. He distributed toughness, uh, displayed toughness, and really contributed uh, when the initial plan was to play him at right tackle and have Will Beatty play left tackle. Beatty tore his peck and then had a labrum issue when he was trying to come back from the physically unable to perform list. And that went by the wayside, and Flowers stayed at left tackle. Now, there are some technique issues, especially in uh, passing situations, that Flowers needs to work on uh, to get into the upper echelon of left tackles. Uh, that still remains to be seen if he's going to make that leap this year. But I do believe that Flowers, if he is better this year than he was last year, and part of that starts with health, a nagging ankle injury uh, that he suffered early in the season really never healed, uh, and he toughed it out and impressed a lot of the coaches. Uh, I think Flowers, Pugh, and Richburg, those three spots, uh, I think is the future of this Giants offensive line. So there's some optimism there. Now you go to Jerry and Newhouse, the two players that Giants fans dislike the most and are constantly looking for upgrades. Now, Jerry trained with Richburg in the offseason out in Arizona at LaCharles Bentley's camp, uh, and the positive reviews of what Jerry did in the offseason uh, are undeniable. Now, John Jerry is what he is. He is a journeyman 
offensive lineman who is not necessarily a great run blocker. Uh, and in essence, he really isn't a power run blocker. He's more of a finesse guy uh, who is better suited to pass technique. And I think that's fit. that fits with what the Giants want to do offensively. Yes, they want to run the football, but this is a passing offense. And they need to run the football better. But I think Jerry can survive, especially if Richburg is next to him, uh, in terms of what they need to do. So you could win with John Jerry. Now you talk about Marshall Newhouse. Marshall Newhouse is a journeyman and a guy who in an ideal situation would be your backup tackle, or at least a backup right tackle in terms of what you have on the field. Uh, the Giants are in a position where they need to play him. And there's a lot of attention paid to Bobby Hart a seventh round pick second year uh, he's quote unquote in a competition with Newhouse uh, I just don't see Hart being that competition for week one I think Newhouse will be the the right tackle uh, and I think the Giants proved last year that their offense could succeed with the right side of Jerry and Newhouse is it ideal? No if the option presented themselves that the Giants could upgrade at right tackle, I think they would. I think that's why they looked into several options in free agency. I think that's why they would consider or would have considered Anthony Davis, a Jersey native who unretired and returned to the 49ers, but now all signs out in Santa Clara and San Francisco point to Anthony Davis having a future in San Francisco this year. So I don't believe he's on the trade block the way people expected him to be. So as far as the offensive line goes, can the Giants succeed and can they win with this offensive line? I think they could win with this offensive line. Now, there are a lot of things that they need to come through. They need their tight ends to also be good blockers. There's a reason why Will Johnson was signed in free agency, the former Steeler. He's a very good inline blocker could play H-back, is a good blocker in the run game. I think his presence will help. Uh, as much as at tight end, uh, Will Ty and Larry Donnell have grown as blockers, uh, I think Matt Lacoste is probably the second best blocker at tight end on the team. Uh, so if you're looking at a Johnson-Lacoste situation where maybe Johnson can play H-back and Lacoste can play inline tight end, I think now all of a sudden you're talking about two pretty good blockers. The one thing the Giants didn't do last year, they were unable to replace Daniel Fells and his blocking ability after he had the issue with MRSA and unfortunately led to his retirement. Uh, I think that was an effect on the offensive line to lose a guy like Fells uh, who was really, really an unsung portion of this this offense, the way he, he was able to become a blocker. So you're not going to be talking about the Giants in terms of an all-pro offensive line together, but the continuity that they have under a new coach and Mike Solari, uh, who is one of the most respected offensive line coaches in the league, he comes in and sometimes a new voice can help things. Sometimes a new voice could change things uh, for the better. You know, Pat Flaherty did an outstanding job as offensive line coach uh, 
under Tom Coughlin. Uh, the last couple of years, they hit roadblocks and they hit pitfalls. And the fact is, you know, when Ben McAdoo got hired as a head coach, he always had Mike Solari uh, on his mind as one of the best offensive line coaches he ever worked with from afar. So with Solari coming in, there is reason for optimism that a new voice and new techniques and maybe just kind of that new energy might help this offensive line come together better than what it was. So on the panic scale of 1 to 10, if I'm a Giants fan at this point, I'm sitting at around a a 6.5 towards worrying about that right side, worrying that Eli Manning is going to get punished uh, because Marshall Newhouse failed to block a speed rusher uh, from his side. Uh, I'm worried that maybe John Jerry uh, slips back into old habits and they can't establish any type of running game uh, in between the tackles on the right side because Jerry is having a hard time. Uh, But as far as whether they can win with this offensive line, I think they can. And I think a lot will depend on how they play on the other side of the ball and how their defense can set up the offense rather than the offense having to do everything. And I think that's the situation they were in last year. So that's today's podcast, Locked On Giants. Make sure you spread the word, subscribe on Audio Boom and on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at art underscore Stapleton. And we'll be back on Friday to give you a primer for the weekend and the Giants' second preseason game against the Bills. So until then, take care. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.